American Horror Story Hotel Episode 5 Room Service Woo. is over. But we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Woo. Ordering grilled romaine and just picking out and having the best time ever. Steven Fish back. What's going on? Grilled romaine is actually really, really good. good. It's really good. Yeah, it's like surprisingly good. That was a great line, though. Like, they cook their salad, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it is. It definitely is like a, a snotty foodie thing to do. But like, I, I enjoy the snotty foodie thing from time to time. I would do some grilled romaine right now. I would love some. I'm pretty hungry. Should we just ditch this and get? Do you want to stop the podcast? I mean, we could just stop now, and uh, you know, we could record this another time. Get some salad. But then again, we are so close to being on time for the first time in a while. This is remember the closest, la- Yeah. <laughs> remember last week when you said we were going to be really punctual with our podcast, and we were at the time. But then I didn't uh, post it until two days after we had recorded it. <laughs> that's what happened that's wow what happened so you're time. the weak i thought i was the weak link no i was the weak link you're the one. weak link okay. yeah that was that was entirely on me let's see how we do this week we're recording this on thursday let's see i'm gonna say we'll hit friday we'll hit friday that's pretty good you know that would be good certainly by then no one will be interested anymore but uh <laughs> yeah it's but, uh, but like slightly more interested than by sunday right exactly yes yeah, that's good um, Ethan, how are you doing this week i'm really good i'm really good you know good at, uh you know fun survivor episode last yes. night um yes. it was the merge i was really looking forward to making the merge you know you don't really understand survivor until you've made the merge on your second season yeah. as i always tell my friend rob says yeah oh wow sniping yeah. he'll never listen to this so he'll never know <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty good i like that uh, uh but yeah did you prepare any poetry for us this week i didn't i didn't you know i was such a weird mo- i'm really surprised they included that in that but you supposedly know this stuff off the top of your head you could just do one right now right I could, but do I think one, like last one. night do was short. embarrassing Zippy. enough. Zippy. Last night was embarrassing enough uh, to, to end. I recited, right, here, I'll, I'll do I recited it. your poem on the know-it-alls. This is uh, because you asked about the difference between prose and poetry. Okay. Um, by It says, Sparrows were feeding in a freezing drizzle that, as you watch, turned into pieces of snow, riding a gradient invisible from silver aslant to random, white, and slow. There came a moment that you couldn't tell, and then they clearly flew instead of fell. And that's by Howard Nemeroff. Sorry, I forgot. It's Howard Nemeroff, who used to be our poet laureate in the 50s, I think. Wow. Yeah. Short. Short and to the point. That was really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. That's really thank, thank you, Howard. Yeah. Thank you, Howard. Round Howard. Uh. <laughs> that's where I got it from. Yeah. I got yeah, it from exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah, poet, um, poet Round Howard is a parody Twitter account coming soon. To a, <laughs> yeah, to a there was a, there was a weird yeah. Um, but what a what an episode there was. Po- there was visual poetry last night um, on American Horror Story. How's that yeah, for a smooth was. transition? Are you? Yeah, this was this was crazy. You know, you and I talked a little bit offline before we got on here, uh, and this seemed to be this seemed to be you seemed really up on this one. This was my favorite episode. You know, like what I want out of American Horror Story are an army of monster measles vampire children descending on a school like <laughs> yeah. that. That is American Horror Story at its best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've done the school horror before yeah. on this show. We, I think we even talked about this last week, the, like the, the Tate shoot em up. That was scene. your like big emotional moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, the, that was the first time that I had seen horror story. Not the first time I'd ever seen it, but the first time it really just like completely fucked me up. Yeah. You know, I, I watched that and I was just destroyed by it. Uh, and you know, maybe this was that for a new generation of American horror. Well, story. actually I thought that I, I thought that this was like tonally very, very di- Right. I mean, obviously that, I mean, obviously it was tonally very, very different. Yes. But you know, it really, I thought, encapsulated what new American horror story is versus old American horror story. You know, old American horror story was like really 
like very grittily twisted. And this is like, you know, there's a lot of camp. There's a lot more, you know, there's like seas of blood because of all the vampire kids. You know, it's, it's a little, right. it's a, uh, it's a little bit sillier. Yeah. A little sillier. Uh, definitely more of the Gaga era, I would say. Yes. Uh, but it was, it was, it was definitely a wild sequence that, Kind of, you know, I, I had to, I had to watch something else before I turned it on. And by the time that I had flipped over to horror story to, to start rewinding on my DVR, I landed in the middle of this sequence. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and I was, and I was on FX for half a second and I thought that I was on a different channel <laughs> because this felt completely different from anything we had seen. Like there was a SWAT team yeah. that was suddenly invading this school. There was like a bloody teacher on the ground. And so I thought it was like, a Law and Order episode or something like that. It was very out of place. Well, we talked a little bit last week about how the measles subplot, like now that Alex was a vampire, like maybe she was going to use her vampire magic to hear the measles kid. Right. Certainly did not. Uh, it kind of spiral out of control. You know, yeah. that escalated quickly as the meme it, goes. It escalated quickly for sure. Uh, and now we've got a bunch of new vampire kids running around, one of whom is the Burp King of Westchester. Were you a, a wet, hot American summer guy? Sam? I was one. I, you know, I couldn't place him. That's who yeah. that was. I couldn't place that kid. He's yeah. everywhere now. He's, 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 he's having a moment. I just saw him in a commercial. Ha- he's having a moment. Yeah, he's in the Geico commercial yeah. right now. He's Peter Pan. It's probably the best commercial on TV because that kid, anything he touches is gold. Uh, he's going to be on this show, Preacher, which is based on a comic book that's coming out, I think, probably in the spring on AMC. So yeah, the Burp King of Westchester is having a moment. Now he's a vampire. And that kid just, if you guys haven't seen Wet Hot American Summer on Netflix, first off, just watch the first episode because you'll see this kid and he is the biggest douche. Yeah. And he's he's such a perfect little douche. And now he's uh, he's the vamp king of Hollywood, I guess. His parents really, you know, because he's not like a traditionally handsome young child actor. But so his no. parents must have like been like, this kid's got something. You know, like yeah. they, he's not yeah. really handsome, but he's got something here. He's like problem child for a new yeah, generation. Totally, totally. Yeah, he's like the new Junior Healy. But he kind of has like sleepy eyes and that sort of like Jake Gyllenhaal way. But in like, a, but he's like a combination of of that right. kid with uh, young Gyllenhaal. Well, I hope he's enjoying it now because that kid is going to be fugly when he grows up, and he's going to be driven right out of town. But Gene Hackman, you know, he was not a handsome actor, and he really had a rich career. Who knows? It's possible. It's possible. He's got talent. This kid, he's got talent. So um, okay. So yeah. So, <laughs> so we can talk about the Burp King of Westchester this entire time. <laughs> I love we that talk, idea. Yeah. We could talk about that. poetry yeah. the whole way if you wanted, but uh, why don't why don't we start digging into this? What what is the what's the really big story you want to start with this week on Horror Story? I think we should start where it starts, which is you know this measles kid. You know, ch- yeah. children. They're they're such blood-sucking little monsters, aren't they? Did, know, did, did yeah. this affect your desire to have kids? Uh, I mean, I would rather not do that right now. Right. Just generally in my life, I don't think I could handle it. Right. Um, but I, I also, yes, it did because it, it does speak to this idea that you put everything into your kids and all this stuff and you're setting aside your personal goals and all, all this good business and then they'll just come home from the hospital and slit your throat and go to school like it's no problem. That was quite a transition. So to set it up, uh, Alex, uh, this kid is about to die, right? He's on yeah. death's door. They really established there's no way this kid is going to live. There's no ambiguity here uh and alex who is now a vampire uh first of all she looks pretty pretty terrible and, and she goes goes kind of on a binge yes yeah well we we know that vitality is supped when you go out in daylight yeah. that's what we've heard you don't burn up in in daylight but you you get weak you feel drained uh and she seems like she's just still trying to go to work which strikes me as a mistake 
Yes, yes. You know, once you're the, but, but you know, she's really committed to to her job. I guess that's what it is. Yeah, but yeah. She does. She has this uh, this blood bin. She goes into the storeroom. Um, you know, we we do see her with the parents and just like the the beating veins. It was cool to see that from her. Yeah, perspective. that was great. Yeah, it was it was really good. So Alex is tweaking out, and then she she does this thing where she rushes into the kid. You know, this is the same kid from all you know at the heart of the anti vaxxer storyline that we've been tracking for five episodes now. Um, and he, I kind of thought that maybe i thought that maybe the twist was going to be and maybe it's still on the table that maybe the twist was going to be that alex had agreed to become a vampire so that she could maybe somehow convert her blood into some sort of vaccine for the vampire virus that right that's what i was thinking too that's why i thought this was going was that she was gonna like be trying to like find a cure for herself but actually no not at all what happened no it turns out she just wants to create more vampire (laughs) yeah the way this series is going like a A, everyone is going to be a vampire there's gonna be there's not gonna be anyone left for to to suck yeah well we talked about i have nothing left to suck i have nothing left to suck we talked about that last time too though like is everybody going to be a vampire in the show it's really trending that way it certainly seems that way there's so many new vampires every week this week especially there's a whole so so alex transforms this this one little measles kid into a vampire who then quick transition murders his parents sucks them dry and uh turns his whole class into vampires yeah we didn't even get to see the kid go home right uh, it's crazy because like to your point like this has been going over like five laborious episodes of yes. like first he's sick then he's recovering then he's sick now he's even sicker and he's in the hospital right and then suddenly He's got a school full of vampire kids. Oh my god! Yeah, so he he kills his parents. No problem there. So yeah, that's a cautionary tale for me. That's yeah. like you know I am at that moment. My my wife and I we've been married for two years. Like, ah, eh, do we do this? Do we not do this? What are we going to do about this? You know, still having the conversations. And then I see something like this. It's like, yeah, I'm firmly in the not having it right now. <laughs> Can't. That just seems yeah. terrible. Yeah. That seems terrible. Well, the, but, the lesson here is vaccinate your kids so that they yeah. don't end up with vampire <laughs> nurses. Oh man, it's it's just so messed up. And yeah, and then he just goes to school. He gets on the bus. He's, you know, even in school before he starts, you know, the murder rampage where he's like, do this. You'll feel awesome. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I loved the phrasing of that, yeah. too. Uh, but he's like, he's totally chill. Like, he didn't just murder his parents. Like, that took zero emotional toil on him whatsoever. Yeah, he was, there was no, yeah, it's, it's, it was, he just like, well, time for school. Get on the bus now. And then, <laughs> like, yeah, he's like a trained killer within seconds. He oh, must man. have been a bad kid to start, you know? Yeah. Like, we didn't get to see this kid before he was sick, but he probably... I don't think he was that good to begin with. He had the heart of darkness. He did. Yeah. Part. Yeah. No. He, so his name is Little Max, I believe, is this kid. Oh, Little Max. Okay. Young Max. Young well, Vampire Max. It is crazy now that, like, this is now a real plot point is this army of vampire children, right? Like, yeah. they've been unleashed on suburban Los Angeles, and uh, something's got to happen with them. Something's got to happen with them. Uh, we, we have three, I think, total in terms of the kids right now, it seems like. Unless there were, uh, oh, were there more. I the sense that the whole class was now vampires. Did right. you not? So any, anyone who, who the SWAT team found, like, hiding out in the theater. Yeah. Uh, in the auditorium. Those those are all vampires. Yeah. Shit, that's not good. Yeah. Not that's, good. If, <laughs> it's bad. Um, yeah. 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 Not good if you uh, are opposed to vampires. But, like, you know, yeah. I I wonder, like, do these, does, does Gaga then round up these little kids in some way? Like, this is yeah. a whole repl- but none of them are blonde. Or yeah, that's right, and she does love her blonde, so yeah. maybe maybe these people aren't gonna fit her profile. Uh but she 
you know, it, you you do wonder is she gonna is she gonna go to war with all these vampire kids? What's the what's the deal with these vampire kids gonna be outside of you know the vampirism? They're not tied into the hotel at all. So are we you know are we now concentrating on this new storyline that's gonna be bigger than the subtitle of the season? Yeah. You would you would think that like this could lead to like a, a fear of the Walking Dead situation where it's gonna be vampire apocalypse <laughs> in Los Angeles. Yeah. Maybe it's a start of a spinoff series. Oh my god, it's like the strain Los Angeles, which sounds like the worst freaking. <laughs> show anything with the straight um oh man yeah um so how about the teacher who uh, i mean like all of the teachers that go in there like all the adults who get murdered but the principal i think it was he really gets his yeah. he gets stabbed he gets his throat slit and he's still like he still manages to get out of that situation for a little while he fights them off i was amazed by that he's being overwhelmed with vampire children sucking his blood and he still makes it out to the uh the teacher's lounge tenacious yeah yeah, it was good. I was proud of that guy. I don't think that he made it past that would be my guess. No, no, I got the sense that everyone, there were a lot of severed limbs. Uh, yeah. I got the sense that uh, that was the end for that whole, that, all those teachers. So it's how a do, thankless how do we, job. It is a thankless job. How, how, do we, how do we grade this school scene on American Horror Story versus the Evan Peters one? The Evan Peters one is so iconic. Yeah. Um, does this even compare? Is this just, it, it's a totally different animal for you? Yeah, to me it was like, this is, you know, okay, like this is like, like one thing evolving into another, you know, like this is like a fish turning into uh, a buck. A buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just like you know, the one. It was. It was a thing, and now it's like the same DNA. So some essential. You know, it's like a monkey compared to a man. You know, it's the uh-huh. same DNA, but like a, a little bit different. Right, right. So do you prefer monkeys or men? I love monkeys. Yeah. You know, in this situation, I'm going monkeys. But okay, but, you, cool. but the man I loved too because it was it was great. I mean, it was yeah. crazy in his own man way. What, what do you think? What did you prefer? No, I mean, that's still the one for me. Yeah. That was That's still the one for me. And this was just – it was so bizarre. It was so, And may, maybe I would have had a different experience if I had worked my way up to it in the episode. Um, but just like ha- having this realization of, oh, man – uh, I'm not watching the wrong channel. This yeah. is the episode of American Horror Story I'm supposed to be watching. What the hell is going on? Uh, it just felt very, very strange within what we've been getting in Hotel. But I guess there, you know, there has been that element of kind of police procedural with the whole John Lowe story that's been. But like this had nothing to do with his, yeah. you know, unit. Like it's just been like, you know, and the question is like, is this an interesting complication to an existing plot, or is this just more? We're throwing things against the wall, and feels so- like that. something would something's going to hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it feels like that's the tactic, and then let's see if it's interesting. Like, right. let's let's see if like the the splatter on the wall is interesting. Should we segue from there to talking about John Lowe this week? He's like the most boring person this week, but I think that there's a little bit to talk about. There were a few interesting moments in this very boring, uh, or you not know, very boring, in this like less interesting subplot. Yeah, I mean, he's talking to to Robert Nepper, who's teabag from Prison Break. Were you a Prison Break guy, Steve? Wow, I wasn't. I was. There's so many shows out there, you know? It, it's not worth your time anymore. If, if you'd been watching it while it was on, you probably would have gotten uh, some enjoyment out of it. But that was he was the best character on that show. He was this, uh, this really psycho prisoner inmate guy who uh, prison breaks by the end of the first season. Spoiler. And is, yeah, whatever. And he's just this iconically great bad guy that a lot of people really love. He's a, he's a great actor. Weird to see him in, it seems to be some sort of decent good guy role, but uh, he's not having much of John Lowe's story about the whole Devil's Night soiree that for whatever reason, John Lowe has decided it's a good idea to tell somebody this because I'm absolutely not going to sound completely out of my mind. Yeah, why, that's that's where John lost me. You know, like uh, the, the, the premise that that he went and told his superiors about this whole thing 
again, like it's it's like kind of that like McDermott level uh-huh. of just like not getting it at all. You know, yes. like he's very very literal. Um, at least you know whatever his like dominant personality is. Like this thing happened to me, and we need to investigate it using our police techniques, and not able at all to be like something is up here. Right. Yeah, I mean, he does say, like, you know, this guy maybe wasn't James Patrick March, but he says that's who he is, and I saw that. So, I mean, I get that, but maybe don't lead with the whole, hey, I just hung out with the Zodiac killer. Right, right. You know? Start with, like, I was kidnapped. You know, like, the real the real nitty-gritty. Like, I right. was drugged. You know, you can test, test my system for it. These people yeah. were impersonating serial killers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there were yeah. better ways. I think there were better ways for him to handle it. But, you know, he is clearly a psychopath. He is, he is clearly a psychopath. And I mean, I think that I, I don't know how much longer the show can draw this out because this dude is the Ten Commandments killer. Well, straight up. And now at this point, it's like, if he, if he is, it's going to be kind of a disappointment, you know? Like it's so, so aggressively foreshadowed. So, right. Right. So like, you know, the, 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 Boss refers to this this break that he had five years ago. You know, really kind of suggesting that it was he his psychological health is beyond tenuous, right? Yeah. That he's actually probably past history. Yes, it's a history of this, right? He's got a history, and there was like one very specific break, and then when he, you know he kind of goes goes on this binge and w- wakes up next to Sally, and she says, "You, you know, you remember everything." Yeah, right? this is not a one off. Yes, yes, yeah, because he's saying, like, how the hell did you get in here? You got to get out of here. And he's like, oh, you're such a piece of crap. You're just like every other man. And he's saying, like, I don't remember any of this. Uh, and she, she says, I think the, the quote is, you remember everything you did, and it's going to happen again and again, and you can't stop it because it's our destiny, and you can't fight destiny. Is that what she said, and, destiny? Yeah, oh, cool. yeah, yeah. And you could, you could apply that to, is there some great star-crossed romance thing happening with Hypodermic Sally and John Lowe? Maybe, possibly. Uh, but it, it feels to me like she knows this guy is the Ten Commandments killer, and that's part of whatever, you know, uh, whatever sex fest. Well, now, did you see, I mean, I assume you, maybe maybe we all saw, in his flashback, and he looks in the mirror, and there is the addiction monster. Yeah, the AD. Yeah. So, yeah. and but it wasn't, it didn't look like he was the addiction demon, or it, it, it looked like, it looked like the addiction demon was there stalking him in the mirror. Right, yeah, it looked like the addiction demon was in the room with Lowe, but maybe that's some sort of projection. Right, so maybe that, that, like- that's his like inner nature coming out, you know. And it is like as he was taking, uh, as he was having sex with Sally from behind. Yeah, that's the sort of you know addiction demon's mo too, right? Yeah, like, demon loves that move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's his signature move. Yeah, so yeah, I think that there's something here, and if there if there's not, a, you said you'd be disappointed, but at this point. They've done so much with this that I don't. I I don't. I don't know. It's maybe. It's maybe we're a little lose lose with this situation now right. because if this is where they were going to go, they shouldn't have painted it so heavily. Yeah. And now, if that's not where we're going to go, then why the hell did you throw all of this at us? Right. Just as a giant misdirect. Then whatever reveal is coming our way better be awesome. And it's that's like the weird thing about American Horror Story pacing. Like some things just like drag on, and then some things, you know, like the first half of the measles uh, kid, right. and then so, then suddenly the measles kid has killed <laughs> yeah. his parents and. Turned everyone into vampires, so it's yeah. Without even saying goodbye, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's this could this could escalate quickly too. Yeah, I think so. Do, are, are we? How do we feel about Lo and Sally as a as a as an item? I love Good. it. I love Sally. I mean, you know, any. I mean, she it's such a great great character, and she's like killing it. And, and uh, you know, I can't wait. I I, I love that. 
Yeah. Is this destiny? Do you think that there's a happy ending for these two or probably not? Probably. Right? I think probably everything ends happily as, as it always does. <laughs> yeah. It's such a happy show. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, so we, we could, we could pivot from John Lowe. That's really all there was this week. It's just more, it's just more, this guy is the 10 commandments killer. And if he's not, yeah. then we've wasted your time. Yeah. You know, that's really all we've got with John Lowe this week. The, the least interesting story of the week, I think, uh, we, we could go back to Alex really quickly. Um, because she, she does do this, yeah. this thing where she turns the measles kid into a vampire and he does all the vampiring himself, but she also gets a new gig. She's going to be the governess here at the Hotel Cortez. Yeah. Last governess um, was no, it was no good. Who was that? Did we meet that? Was no. that Iris? No, I don't think so. I think Godfrey just was a throwaway remark. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever meet the, the other governess? I don't think so. No, that's just somebody. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I think that could be a good celebrity cameo. That would be a good celebrity cameo. You know, someone who is just like a really, you know, known face, maybe someone in the Ryan Murphy sphere, uh, just showing up and being horrible at watching after kids. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. There's probably some people who could do that. Yeah. Uh, but Alex is going to be the governess. She is sleeping in coffins. So do we think that there's any, does Alex have any ulterior designs here or is she really just content to be with her kid forever again? I think that's it. You know, she just like needs that, that lilac smell. Yeah. Lilac? Lilac. I think it was lilac. Was it lavender? Lavender. It, uh, it was one of those sweet smelling L words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's really it. You think she's just she's just totally content to be with Holden. I, I that's what I've taken from that from her character is that she's just so fixated. And then you have that like incredible last image where like they're just sitting in this newly constructed mother son coffin together. You know, right. like she just wants to be preserved forever in not death but some kind of stasis. Yeah. With so her it's kid. like you think you think that they could uh, they could have built a bigger coffin. Yeah, it was a weird construction. You know, like they can't lie down. I don't think in that. <laughs> yeah, she's just got to sit, sit upright forever. Yeah, it's a lot, and to sleep that way, it's very, yeah. very uncomfortable. Do uh, do vampires get bad backs? <laughs> yeah, I, like, she's, <laughs> I fear for her posture. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she requested it. We don't know. Maybe she's always preferred sleeping upright. It's possible. It's possible. I don't know. I mean, if she's just if if that's her arc, her arc is now just to be Gaga's sidekick. Uh, feels like kind of a waste. Oh, I don't think that's. I think something's gonna, right. Like, there's got to be some combination. Some, some more. Something more with Alex and John, right? There's got to be another. Some kind of denouement. Right, 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 right. Well, she does have this this line where she's talking to Gaga, and she says, oh, "What happens if I, you know, run into John here?" And the Countess says something like, "You know, a hello goes a really long way. Yeah. You'd be surprised at the power of hello." Oh, such uh, a such a dismissive line for you know. I know. It's... Well, the Countess doesn't seem to have a high opinion of Alex. She's just like, "Watch my vampire baby." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Governess. Yeah, you know. So I think that she doesn't really give much of a hoot. But uh, you know, she's probably Alex is probably worse about being outed as a vampire by John, uh, but maybe, you know, John's not going to be in any position to be so judgmental. Right, since he's uh, himself a homicidal maniac. Um, And he's never, he can't acknowledge the existence of vampires because he is so deeply split in terms of his Mm -hmm. personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those scratches, do we think those scratches were from Sally on John? Sorry, total, uh, where were the, where were the scratches? I missed that. So on, when John wakes up next to Sally, he had like big scratches on his, on his body. Mm. And, you know, I guess the, we're supposed to think, oh, maybe it's, it's probably Sally who like they had like rough sex, but maybe it's a victim. Yeah, I was just going to say, what if that's a victim? Yeah. What if uh, I mean, if we if we see uh, in the next episode or the next two episodes, if we see any murder scenes, any crime scenes of somebody who has uh, defensive wounds or whatever, yeah, I think could be could be a clue. 
Yeah, could be a clue, raging clue in that department. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's up with Alex. And then the other really big story this week was Iris, Kathy Bates, having a great time as a vampire. Yeah, she's loving it, you know, just being miserable and weak-willed and sniveling. Yeah, it was a, it was a rough start for her because you know she died like yeah. an hour before probably. I think that this takes place. We didn't see her last week, I don't think, but it, you get the sense that this episode was right lined up, yeah. up. Yeah, it was like it went right up against um when when she overdosed and Donovan brought her back, and so Donovan brings her to Ramona Royale, and they're both like, okay, this is gonna be great. We've got our mole. Iris is gonna go in. No one's gonna pay her any mind. She's basically invisible. She can get close to the kids. So we're all in. Ramona and Donovan are our team. Iris, the mission is a go. Let me ask you this question. Is it believable that Matt Bomer is Kathy Bates' son? Uh, He's just so distractingly handsome. It's un, it's it's hard to believe that Matt Bomer was is is More, the offspring of anybody. Yes, that's a good point. He's probably yeah, he's not like of this earth. That yeah, that he didn't just like arrive uh, via comet yeah. or you know spaceship and was discovered by Ma and Pa Kent in the middle of Kansas. Oh, I, I could see that. I could see. You know, he was Superman once, or he almost was. Oh, really? That would yeah. I, I forget who the director was. I think it was Brett Ratner was going to oh, be God. the director of Superman once upon a that. time. This is before uh, Superman Returns with Brian Singer directing and Brandon. Routh, but Matt Bomer, I believe, was Brett Ratner, Superman, and then the project got scrapped. Wow, he must have been a kid then. I mean, he's got this kind of like yes. crazy, and this this I think like this role is great for him because it shows yes. just this sort of like kind of crazy, vicious intensity that he has. Who was he in Freak Show? I got to tell you, here's my Freak Show update. Have not gotten past where I was last week. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm not incentivized to do it. I my update is that I've managed to download all the episodes. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's, as, that's as far as I've got. That's as far as you got. So do you, did you watch far enough to to see Bomer on the show or no? Was, wasn't he like a walk on or or I don't know. Uh, yeah? I think he was like a walk on kind of John in um, yeah. Unless I'm confusing him with someone else. I don't think that he had a major role. Yeah. Uh, at least at, at the point that I'm at, he he's not even in the mix. And a quick Wikipedia scan uh, informs me that he doesn't have a major. I major think he was like a pro, like a, a prostitute that like someone picked up in a bar. Okay, yeah. that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds like a great night. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, that's like the right prostitute to pick up. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he doesn't look like he's Kathy Bates' son. He doesn't look like he's anybody's son. Uh, so the scene with Matt Bomer and Lady Gaga when they were in a foursome in the very first episode of American Horror Story is going to be a hard sex scene to top in terms of its sexiness. Yeah. But man, if Donovan and Ramona Royale, oh my god, get this going on, like it looks like we could be going in that direction. She really lights up the screen. You know, you said it, or maybe I said it. We said it together. In, in, we said it together. We said this at the same time. Yeah. She just really, as, as soon as she pops up, just, like, the whole thing comes to life. It all pops up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Angela Bassett, she's, she's just the best. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's going to be great. I hope that that works out. Uh, but there's this plan to get Iris uh, to to turn on the Countess. Um, you know, we're going to see Iris. She's going to feel better about stuff as the episode goes on. But she's kind of nursing this this basically this hangover for a lot of it. Yeah, uh, she does get some of the Countess's stash of blood that Liz Taylor has smuggled behind the bar, um, and that starts to heal things a little bit. But then Iris does get spotted by the countess and we're supposed to believe that the countess never looks at iris but she just picks up on it immediately you gotta assume now the countess knows what's up i thought after that had that extended sniffing scene you know if the countess is any kind of of uh vampire queen that she she probably figured out that iris is is a vampire 
if she didn't figure it out, then what a she's the worst. She if she yeah, she deserves she to be ambushed. <laughs> yes, if she didn't get that, then she sucks. Right? You know, she couldn't smell fresh vampire on Kathy Bates. Yeah, I liked that they really. I like the idea that they set up that like the Countess never know, like she'll never even look at you because she's the Countess and she's above all that. But then as right. soon as Iris shows up as a vampire, like nope, she noticed. Like she knew she's so on point that she immediately walked over. It was like she figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, real real quick. So uh, we'll see TBD on that. Not a ton with uh, with the Countess this week. Just really the Alex stuff and and that. Well, no, but then there was also the scene with Liz Taylor where the Countess became kind of like her oh, sure, empowerment. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should we should we sidebar on on Liz Taylor before yes, we get yes, to uh, room service? Yes. Yeah. So the the Liz Taylor stuff. Dennis O'Hare, uh, amazing actor. Were you a True Blood guy at all? Um, I was a little bit of a True Blood guy. I didn't get. Were, were you were you in, into True Blood during his reign at all? No. He was he was King Russell, the vampire king of Louisiana. Oh wow, uh, he's great. And, he's an amazing actor. Yeah, he was really great in that role. He's been great in every single thing that he's done for American Horror Story. And Liz Taylor really does feel like a breakout for him too. This was such a huge, and this character has kind of just been like sitting there passively by the sidelines. And I think we were waiting for this episode, right? Like, yeah. who is this character? Where does she come from? And now we know. Yeah, uh, Dennis O'Hare uh, gave a really great interview to the Daily Beast. I don't know if you saw this, uh, talking about the episode and talking about the origin of Liz Taylor. And I, it's it's insightful in, in terms of not just the character, but in the way that Horror Story works and, and what it's like to work with Ryan Murphy. And just I'll just give you the lead-off question was, what did Ryan Murphy tell you about Liz Taylor? And Dennis O'Hare says he never tells us much. Mostly it's a visual sense that he has. So for Liz, he sent me an email saying, uh, shaved head, Cleopatra eyes, full lips, gorgeous, exclamation point. And that was kind of it until I got on set. He was directing the pilot episode, luckily. So, of course, I cornered him and asked for more. I got there early and wanted to do a costume fitting just to get a sense of what he was thinking. I wanted to do a makeup test, and I taped a little film to send to Ryan. He sent it to the writers, and it became a nice sort of unofficial camera test of me trying on a character. So that's, wow. how, that's how Liz Taylor was born. That's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, really just on the day. So I guess that, you know, that kind of speaks to this, you know, the, the crafting of the story of an American Horror Story season that you and I have already talked about a lot of just like you can't always necessarily predict where it's going to go because it could very quickly just go off the rails yeah and it is such a visual show so it's interesting that like the visual is kind of the brain on this show right like what is the like the iconic image and then like then let's figure out the character from there i like that it's cool I think that's it's interesting yeah you know so many shows are so heady that like yes. i i do like this idea of like what's the what's the juicy eye candy and let's build a story from there you know i don't want that for every single story that i'm gonna encounter but for for horror story i think that's fun i like it that. makes sense it does make sense and you know to your point like that's certainly like what makes this compelling are some of these just like crazy iconic images right um so we so he's uh he starts off liz taylor when when liz taylor was a man in the 80s was in topeka kansas had a family right for eli Lilly. yeah and ma- married a woman specifically for uh, her clothes, he said. Yes, for her dress yeah. size. <laughs> yeah. That was good. And then and then goes off to the Hotel Cortez. And be- he was kind of a dick dad, though, it, right? Bad like, dad, th- bad dad. This poor kid of his like draws a picture of a, what was it, like a 7, 40, or something? Yeah, something or, uh, like that. The wrong type of airplane. And, the, and like, 
it was a pretty good picture for a little kid. It wasn't bad. It really wasn't. Yeah. He could have, and then he's like, yeah, I sent the money until the kid was 18. And then, you know, uh, yo, yo, after that, you're on your own. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it is. I don't know. Maybe there's more to that, but I, I thought that this whole sequence with, uh, with Gaga and Dennis O'Hare was just really, really terrific. Um, I thought that that was really fun in the whole line about, uh, uh, goddesses, uh, they become who you were born to yeah, be, become, a become a goddess and, uh, uh, something about, um, goddesses don't speak in whispers. They scream. Oh, right. Yes. Well, so this really was like Lady Gaga playing Lady Gaga, yes. right? Like this is the whole, I mean, we've been talking about this, but like basically this is the whole Lady Gaga persona of like helping people break out of their shells yes. and become a goddess, the goddesses they were meant to be. Um, and, and that's, that's what she did here. Yeah. It's a true born this way moment, you know? Totally. Yeah. Totally. So it was, yeah. it was cool. Uh, but yeah, we also, and we also find out that Liz Taylor, not a ghost, not a vampire. Liz Taylor, one of very few people on this show who seems to be straight up human. And his age really well. Fantastic. I mean, if 1984, you know, he, he was a middle-aged uh, farmer rep. And, you know, now 30 years later, he's a middle-aged uh, drag queen. Looks great. Looks really yeah. great. No, you know what says uh, Dennis O'Hare says not a drag queen. He's very this very queer about this. This is in the Daily Beast thing as well. Uh, Liz Taylor is what does he say? He says earlier on in the season when I was talking about this character, I called her a drag queen. I now know that's not correct. And I didn't know until we started shooting what we were thinking. The writers might have known, but they've also evolved. What we now know is that Liz Taylor thinks of herself as a woman. She is someone who is gender fluid, and she's someone who she knows what she is. I'm not sure the outside world would know how to label her, but she knows what she is, and she's definitely on a journey. That's great. That's a really great way of articulating. And I really liked how when, you know, when you had those like bullyish 80s bros that he was on the business trip with who were, you know, attacking him and that whole like, oh, did you give me AIDS, you know? And then he was, he insisted that he wasn't gay. You know, I liked that they complicated his sexuality right out of yeah, the gate. Yeah, more people who really deserved to die. I love, I love those yeah. horror story characters that you could just very easily write off as like, I can feel good about that person totally, you know, biffing it. That was great. Uh, great kills by Lady Gaga this week on that front. Yeah, they were great. They, I mean, you know, not that much of an actress, but she's got a lot of, a presence. lot of presence. And I, I still hold to what you and I have talked about. Like, I'm, I'm loving her here on Hotel. I hope that that's it. Unless she has like a cameo in the future of horror story. Uh, but you know, Gaga is Gaga. Gaga doesn't really strike me as having very versatile acting chops, but she's playing a great vampire Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> great vampire yeah, lady guy. That's exactly right. Uh, so th- this whole Daily Beast article is great. I'll link to it in the show notes so everyone can oh, cool. can uh, take again. But there's lots of lots of cool stuff that seems to be coming up for Liz Taylor. Uh, but Liz Taylor and Iris, they're bonding. They apparently didn't have much of a relationship. Uh, I think that they said uh, something like this conversation that we've had in the last 20 minutes is more than we've had in 20 years. So yeah. Iris is coming out of her shell too. You know, Iris is saying by the end of the episode, I never knew how to live until I died. And that's after she's, she's gone on a murder spree of her own, uh, killing Darren Chris, which, uh, that's gotta be fun. I, <laughs> yeah. When they really, he's uh, for one of the things that horror story is great at is just like, douchebags. Uh-huh, yeah. you know, like there are better douchebag caricatures on this show than maybe yeah, any other good. show. Just these like L.A., you know, like pretending to be concerned assholes who are like really into the hip downtown scene, but like also just like really over everything. Uh-huh. I mean, it was great. Just 
perfectly crafted those two. Yeah, uh, and they were like the, their whole foodie scene, and they wanted to get the grilled romaine. It's like, just grill some romaine, put some lemon on there, uh, just you know, put some salt and some lemon and some cracked pepper, and <laughs> yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah. specific. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, and the, the girl just, yeah, I mean, both of them were, were, were so on point. And then, and Liz Taylor suggests serving them cat yeah. food. And, you know, these are the type of people who want to order pate in a, you know, flea bag hotel, like there, they'll eat whatever you put in front yeah. of them. It was such a great cutting. It's room. also disgusting to, to watch them eat the cat food and just be like, man, not so bad. Yeah, I, maybe. Do you think that was real cat food? Like that's what a true method. Oh would no, do. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know enough about Darren Chris's work to to say if he's if he's true method. I don't know if he's got, yeah. if he's from the Sarah Paulson school of this thing. Sarah yeah. Paulson would be eating cat food. Yeah, absolutely. just like how she yeah, actually be killing yeah, cats. She actually gnashed her teeth down and then got a yeah, <laughs> they got exactly. dental work done immediately thereafter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Iris like finally can't resist. She's she's been vamped up. Um, you know, she's kind of trying to resist it throughout the episode. You know, we're warned that she's going to need some fresh blood at some point soon, and so she does it. She corkscrews the lady, and then she dinner knifes Darren Chris, and she's feasting, and it's good, and she's having the best time ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, she's like founder. And this, that I think is like the theme of this whole episode, actually. I kind of wanted to think, I've sort of been like playing with this in the back yeah. of my head. That like this is episode is about like people really becoming who mm. they are, becoming themselves. So you had certainly Iris is having, you know, kind of realizing her herself, you know, now, you know, that now that she's a vampire, she can really like take ownership of who she is. Uh, obviously the case for uh, Elizabeth yeah. Taylor. Um, and even John Lowe is sort of nearing some In sense closer, yeah. of, yeah, like self actualization. Certainly Alex. Did Lowe, you see the, the vampire Alex. kids? Cause they're, they're, uh, they're actualized now. They're actualized as what children are, right? Which is blood sucking. <laughs> uh, and liars too. That was the other thing liars. too. It's just like the coordinated lie that they told to the cops of, yeah, it was some guy with a mask who came in and did this thing. And what was crazy was it didn't seem like they'd, I mean, the, what I thought that, okay, they've planned this lie in advance, but like the way that the show kind of unspooled that, it seemed to me like they hadn't planned it in advance. They were kind of all like vibing off each other. Yeah. That's even, that's even worse. Yeah. Like they're like telepathic vampire children. So, I mean, here's, you know, there's, there's obvious drawbacks about the fact that there are so many vampires on the show just because like that's a lot of vampires, you know, I'd like to have, you know, some relatable characters, you know, sprinkled into the mix. You don't feel like you can relate to vampires. Not not personally. No, you know, not, not on on that deep of a level, but the thing that's great about it is, you know, we saw with Kathy Bates that she had to feast pretty quickly um, so this accelerates the fact that we're probably going to get some, you know, vampire action every single week. Like we won't have a boring week of horror story. You know, most storylines will involve a vampire who needs blood. <laughs> yeah, really. So that seems um, to be the upside. Yeah, exactly. And it did, and there's a lot, a lot, yeah, a lot of vampires, yeah. a lot of blood. Uh, anything else from this week, Fishback? <sighs> Let's see. Uh, I, I really hit all I the big points. You know, I just, I loved those, I love those yeah. hipsters. You know, being from Los Angeles. <laughs> did that resonate with you? I just can't. It did. It was, they, they really nailed that. I have no, type. I have no great. sense it, of what LA hipsters are like. A lot of little call outs, you know, with like the Ace yeah. Hotel and, you know, a lot of little, little, little remarks. That yeah, I there's thought. like downtown's uh, becoming a real scene. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so that's going to do it for for this week. And then uh, programming note: that's also going to do it for next week. We will not be back next week. I will be away, uh, so we will not have a horror story podcast next week. The week after that, we will double up, so we'll cover whatever episode happens next week. On the following podcast, we'll do a, a two two for the price of one. So that'll be good. Hopefully, hopefully punctual. Yeah. Ish. Well, we'll be, be late at least. By, <laughs> yeah. By at least a week. Well, that's so, we're really late for a week. On one of the episodes, it'll be really late, but on the other one, hopefully, it'll be fairly punctual. Uh, follow Stephen on Twitter. He's at Stephen Fishback. You can also see him every week on Cambodian Horror Story on Wednesday nights. <laughs> yeah, that's my personal. Cambodian yeah, he's having a really good time there. Uh, I'm at Round yeah. Howard. Tweet our way. Follow what we're doing here on Posha Recaps at Posha Recaps, and to subscribe to the American Horror Story podcast, you can go to PoshaRecaps.com slash ahs itunes steven anything else you that was good right nailed it man yeah i think this was good i think this was our best episode it was fun had a great time all right bye steven bye